Hey guys,、uh, welcome back to the podcast. Glad you could come back and join us. And today I'll be doing something I haven't done before. I just went out and saw, just meaning a few weeks ago, I went out and saw 65, which is a new、uh, science fiction action thriller movie. Uh, directed by Scott Beck and Brian Woods, who uh, wrote the,、uh, *A Quiet Place*.、Uh, so this movie is called *65*. You might have seen trailers for it on TV.、Um, it looks like Jurassic Park.、Uh, that's my first thought, and I'm sure that's a lot of people's thoughts when they first see the trailer in the movie.、Uh, so it stars Adam Driver, who I have previously only seen, I think, in *The Last Duel*, which is a movie that came out a few years ago.、Uh, it's kind of about Um, it's a medieval time movie with knights fighting over territory, and I actually liked that movie a lot. And I liked him in it, even though he played kind of a despicable villain character at times.、Um, that movie was cool because it kind of told the story from different viewpoints. It told,、um, I think it was in three or four sections, and it went over the same story. But from different people's perspectives, and it sounds kind of boring because you're basically watching the four movie, sorry, the movie four times.、Um, but it was actually really cool. I liked how they told it.、Um, it's a little bit of a strange movie, so I kind of want to read to you the plot description, just the basic plot description on IMDb, which just it's it's funny how simple and. And cryptic it is. It just says an astronaut crash should say crashes,、um, or sorry, crash lands. I guess I guess that makes sense. On a mysterious planet, only to discover he's not alone. And you know, based on the trailer, that turns out to be dinosaurs.、Um, so basically, I kind of want to give some spoiler alerts here because I am going to kind of describe the plot as a whole, just give an overview it, overview of it,、uh, just to make. Sure, people's minds are refreshed. Even though it's a new movie,、uh, I always like to kind of give a, a basic run over of the plot. So what happens for this movie is、um, this: the the time period is based back when, obviously, when dinosaurs were alive on Earth.、Um, and this movie is assuming that there was another intelligent civilization that lived elsewhere. And so what happens is、uh, this astronaut from this different different civilization who was traveling、uh, on a trip that he was taking to help pay for his daughter's、uh, medication because she is sick. I don't think we learn what what she has, what type of sickness it is at any point. But he is traveling on this trip, and they run into a bunch of asteroids,、um, and this damages the ship. For some reason, everybody else, I think, but Adam Driver's character is in cryo and in artificial sleep, and so he is awake and he is able to kind of crash land、uh, this ship onto Earth.、Um, and it turns out later that these asteroids, one of these asteroids, is going to be the one that's going to wipe out the dinosaurs. And so they crash land, and it it seems like everybody else didn't survive the crash because there were other people on board for this expedition. It seems like he immediately goes into Um, Fix-it mode, like he's trying to fix the ship, get the systems running,、uh, get a signal sent out to his people to come rescue him. But things aren't working. The ship is damaged. I can't remember exactly. I think the navigation system was broken. And then he sees a ping from someone else's cryo chamber that lets him know that they're alive. And so he goes to get them. And、um, on the way back, or maybe it was a little bit before,、uh, I think they encounter some dinosaurs, just some small ones, but they're still. Still scary and dangerous, you know. And he finds、uh, this little girl who's、uh, maybe a preteen,、uh, 
uh, in the cryo chamber. Uh, they don't really explain to us why she's on this expedition um, until a little bit later when we figure out that her parents were also on the ship and they quickly realize that they don't speak the same language. Uh, they are trying to communicate and they get back to the ship, but the translator on the ship, they have a device that is able to translate languages somehow so people can understand each other, is broken. But they are kind of just able to, based on simple human body language and communication, they're able to, or sorry, the, the Adam Driver's character, whose name is Mills, and the little girl's name is Koa. Mills is able to figure out that her parents were on the ship. Um, he's able to figure out what passengers they were and that they were dead. And so he he basically lies to this girl uh, to get her to kind of comply by saying that uh, on top of the mountain that they need to go to, because this is where Mills needs to go to get to, uh, apparently there were escape pods that fell off the ship somehow uh, that landed all over kind of the land, the land side, uh, sorry, the hillside as they were uh, falling uh, through the atmosphere. Uh, they need to get to one of these. They need to get to one that's working. And so he lies to the girl. He lies to Koa, telling her that her parents are on the top of the mountain and that they need to go and get them. Um, and as you can guess, this results in conflict and mistrust later. So I won't go too much farther from there. Um, a lot of the rest of the movie is them traveling from point A, where they landed, to point B, the top of that mountain, which is really just like a big hill. Um, but it's far in the distance and it's steep um, and they don't know where their way around. So it, it kind of gets chaotic. But uh, they, the rest of the movie is them getting there, encountering dinosaurs, fighting off the dinosaurs, more danger. Uh, there's quicksand at one point, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Um, all sorts of, oh, and geysers, these hot water geysers. One of them looks like it might be Old Faithful. I'm not sure about that because we don't know uh, where they land on Earth. Um, but first, I want to kind of give my experience at the theater. So I was kind of, I didn't have the best expectations for this movie. Um, it it looked a lot like Jurassic Park, even though the story is quite a bit different. I The reason I went that night is just I had had a bad day that day, and I wanted to, I wanted to get it off my chest, and I wanted to go see a new movie that I, you know, I had, I'd been looking forward to seeing this movie, but I, at the same time, I didn't have the best expectations. And I was just, I remember thinking to myself before it started, like, just let this be decent. Like, I hope it's, the story isn't completely um, uh, unrealistic. I hope that it, that it is, uh, works out okay. And it turned out to be pretty much what I hoped for. Uh, nothing more, nothing less. It was a decent movie. Um, I don't think it is as bad as some people are making it out to be. Um, I think there are a lot of good uh, themes that they develop in the movie just between Mills and the girl. I think the score was done well. I think that uh, the acting wasn't great. Um, but I think all around, it, it, it was kind of what I was expecting that night. And I, I wish, I obviously I wish that they had done some things different. I wish that they had uh, kind of hammered home the the relationship between Mills and Koa more, um, because kind of another spoiler alert, just in case you haven't finished the movie yet for whatever reason, um, it turns out later in the movie 
Mill's daughter, who he was going on this expedition to help uh, pay for her medication or for, or for her uh, life-saving treatment, she she had died while he was on the expedition. And so he figures that out about right when right after they land, he watches uh, some videos that had been sent to him. So maybe he was in cryo and they just didn't show him waking up. Uh, I'm not sure. But they show some him watching some videos that had been sent to him while they were on the way, and they don't show us exactly much of what the videos are. And early in the movie, after they land, he he almost commits suicide, but then he, you know, of course remembers his family, and he doesn't. But then we figure out later in the movie that his daughter had died while he was on the expedition. This is kind of the reason why he ends up bonding so much to Koa, uh, which takes a while. I like that they took some time with it, but I wish it had been hammered home more. Um, And it does feel a little bit strange because at the end of the movie, kind of jumping ahead in time here, Koa ends up flying home with Mills. Uh, They get rescued uh, and they end up flying home and it almost feels like Koa is a replacement. Uh, It it sounds bad, but... um, I don't know if that was the intention of what the writers did, but it was that that's what it felt like. And like I said, I had a lot of good themes between him and the girl connecting, between um, the girl saving Mills several times, even though these situations really are pretty unrealistic. They aren't as bad as they could be. They aren't as bad as other things that I've seen before. But I do like how they deepen the connection between the two. And I also realized recently that it doesn't really make a lot of sense why um, the sh- their ship crashing, crash landing onto Earth, wouldn't just immediately send out a signal to um, Mills's people, to both of their peoples, um, telling them that the ship had crashed. Like, it doesn't seem reasonable that they should have to send out the signal, but you need a plot for the movie, and this is what they went with. And as for the end of the movie, if you haven't guessed yet, uh, the asteroid um, in the asteroid field that the ship had crashed through uh, is coming towards Earth. And so they have to get to the ship. Uh, they have to send out the signal so that they can lift off from Earth using the escape pod and uh, get up to the, uh, the, the rescue vessel that their people send. And, of course, it happens just in time. They're able to fend off, you know, more giant dinosaurs on their way there. Um, I kind of, part of me kind of likes a little bit what happened at the end where uh, there's this one big dinosaur that they injure earlier in the movie, but then it comes back and they ended up killing it with uh, one of the, with that same geyser um, that you saw earlier in the movie. And part of me likes what happened there, um, and things like this. This is a theme that happens in movies where you think something's dead, but it turns out um, it comes back. And sometimes movies overdo this way too much, and it just keeps coming back, whether it's through sequels or whether it's just in consecutive scenes. It just keeps coming back, and it seems impossible until they finally do it. And sometimes this makes the victory seem even better, and sometimes it's just annoying. I am kind of conflicted about what happened here between, and it's unrealistic at the same time, between the geyser uh, not doing anything to this dinosaur's head because, you know, maybe it's armored, and then they get it, they basically get it to move a little bit farther, and then it blasts again uh, on its stomach, and then, you know, somehow it's, I guess its stomach is not protected? 
But I really don't understand how there could be that much of a difference between the, the head and the stomach anyway. But it, it, when they finally get the geyser to blast over the head, you think it's done for, but then it's not. And so this is that kind of same scenario. And I'm kind of, this is kind of the nitty gritty uh, things about that one scene that don't matter too much. But I am, I do like it a little bit, but it also frustrates me, seems like that. And so far as to the critical reviews, it seems like a lot of people, as per the typical uh, sci-fi movie bomb that, you know, that is just all action and doesn't have a lot of of uh, thick plot to it to make there have, you know, some emotion driving it. The critical reviews are not good whatsoever. Um, and I... I agree with their sentiments, but I don't think that they're as bad as they're making them out to be. I think that um, that they that they tried to push home the relationship between Koa and Mills. I think that they tried to make the the action and the suspense and the danger add to that. But I don't think like think that the acting was good enough. I don't think that the uh, that the situation was made dire enough by their acting. Um, to really push home the message that uh, Mills and Koa were connecting. And they don't, I, it was a good effect that they didn't reveal Mills' daughter's death until later in the movie. Um, but that also kind of makes their connection earlier through the first, oh, I don't know, three quarters of the movie seem a little bit strange. And also the dinosaurs were really, looked really weird. And I wonder if they actually represent anything that we know to have existed before. Uh, but that's a different story. Um, so kind of in conclusion, kind of ask myself the questions I usually ask the guests. What is good about science fiction today and what is bad about science fiction today, I guess? So in terms of what is good, I think that occasionally with science fiction movies that are being made today, not 65, but uh, they are able to introduce family, they're able to introduce emotion, like Interstellar is one of those movies that is able to uh, incorporate the, the science and the action, and also um, have, you know, a different kind of suspense and a different kind of action with uh, whether it's families being reunited, whether it's saving someone from an illness, whether it's saving humanity and being worried about your family and all of that. Um, I think that uh, the mo some movies that are able to do that today, some of them don't drive it home enough, some of them drive it home too much, but I think that when they are able to do it in a good way, I think that it adds to the movie in, in just such an incredible way and uh, makes it just such an emotional and good watch. And in terms of what is bad, I'd kind of like to rehearse uh, Tyler's sentiment from our Inception episode that science fiction today tends to be, for the majority of the movies, more about the effects and the action and less about emotion and less about the plot um, and less about the innovation of the science. It kind of rehearses um, the, the technology that they have in the movies a lot uh, and it either rehearses it or it comes up with new stuff but it's not real, but it's not, um, they don't set clear rules for their technology. And even, you know, maybe if they do, they don't follow them. The, the movie isn't internally consistent and doesn't make sense by itself with the rules that it gives. And that's something that really frustrates me about science fiction movies today. 
It's what makes a theater watching experience disappointing and frustrating to go and look, be looking forward to such an awesome movie. Uh, this happened to me when I watched M Night Shyamalan's Old a few years ago. I was I've been I was super excited for that movie to come out, and then when I went and watched it, I, w- I was really bummed because they did not follow the rules that they gave, uh, and they specified those rules pretty clearly. And so, you, you know, you would think that it would be pretty easy to stick the plot to those rules and not leave it, but they didn't. Um, there were a lot of inconsistencies, a lot of things that didn't make sense, and it's really frustrating. And this does happen in 65 a bit, uh, like I said, just not to the extent that I've seen it before. Um, and so I, I guess I'm a little bit numb to it, um, and so I wasn't as bothered by it as I have been in the past. Uh, so, yeah, this that's 65. I hope you guys will go out and watch it, even though I wasn't the biggest fan of it, uh, even though um, most reviewers, most movie critics don't like it um, and are giving bad reviews all over the place. I hope that um, at least give it a try, because even with movies that are notoriously bad, uh, sometimes I end up liking them just because of the concepts. Sometimes I'm able to overlook some of the inconsistencies, and just because of the technology and the new ideas, I'm able to like the movie. So maybe, you know, just give it a try. Maybe you'll uh, have a different opinion on it than me, I would hope. (laughs) So thank you guys for coming back to listen. Um, Again, make sure to go check the Instagram uh, at the Futurist Pod for Instagram updates on new episodes. I hope you guys will uh, have a great day today. Um, Go tell your friends about the podcast uh, and come back next week for more. Thank you guys. See ya. Peace out.